This episode may contain profanity, so viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to Third Paradigm. We are your hosts, Clarity and Nuance. Third Paradigm is a digital third place, which is where people practice the art of conversation. The hosts and guests come from all backgrounds and different ways of thinking. We at Third Paradigm will discuss ideas and the facts of life with respect while pushing the envelope. Full disclaimer, hosts and guests will share their opinions and the opinions of our guests are strictly their own and do not represent the opinions of Third Paradigm. However, when we the hosts share facts, we will back them up with evidence. If we are wrong, we will make it right as soon as possible because that's integritable. Welcome to Third Paradigm. So nuanced. What episode are we on this evening? Well, Clarity, we are on a continuation of last week's episode. Last week, the topic was focused around a male perspective or male presenting perspective. And this week, we are doing the exact same topic, but around a female-centric female presenting perspective and so going on um basically how to have conversations okay awesome yeah so uh, tonight's topic is going to be on how we talk to people who have disagreements or that we do not see eye to eye with um the conversation right now is so important with the election coming up and just with the state of politics right now so whether you are left or right-leaning, this is an opportunity for us to all discuss things together and how we have conversations with those that we may not agree with. Before we get started, we want to lay out a few ground rules. Please, first, please say your name at the beginning before you begin to answer each question so that we know who is speaking. And let's make sure that we give everybody an opportunity to share. So please keep your responses under two minutes. If you have something to say, please wait until the other person is done sharing. Let's also please be respectful of other people's opinions. Clarity will keep track of the time and we'll let you know when we are running out of time so that we can get through all of our questions. Each question should take no more than five to eight minutes each to get through. And with that, let us begin. So we have all of our participants here today. We have Jasmine. Can we say hi, Jasmine? We have Pixie. Hello. We have Amanda. Hello. And we have Carla. Hello. Hi guys, we are super happy and excited for you to be here and we are going to open up just with just something just so we can kind of get a little feel of each other. So here's a question that can bring up a lot of contention and debate. Which do you think is better, cats or dogs? Anybody can start. So I have this a theory Jasmine. on this one. Jasmine, okay. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I, um, it, it's such an unfair question. I, I like both for different reasons. Um, I, I used to, to not be into either, but now I, I, I'm, I, I have had a cat, so I know how great cats can be, and I've also been around great dogs. So uh, this is something that I really, I, they're both great in their own ways. Okay, next. Pixie. So I re read this thing on Facebook one time that said that people who 
love dogs and hate cats uh, um, have typically one reason for it, and it's that dogs can be controlled and cats can't. I find that because uh, I have children, cats are a beautiful lesson in consent because if the cat does not want you to touch it and you touch it anyway, you're going to come away bleeding, right? Mm-hmm. That's an excellent point of view. I really love that. It is. And they're both so unique, you know? Absolutely. So who else wants to um, give their opinion? Yeah, um, Amanda here. Uh, I, I do love cats and dogs, uh, but I do find myself more drawn towards cats just because I feel like cats, you know, just, just like Pixie said, can kind of do their own thing. I don't feel bad leaving them at home like when I have to go to work, so it's a little bit easier for me. Otherwise, I would just want to cuddle my dog all day long. I, yeah, that's just how it would be. <laughs> Absolutely, and I think we have um, Carla left. Yeah, that's an interesting observation about not able to control cats and able to control dogs. For me, it's not a control thing, it's like a personality thing. Um, I'm allergic to cats and I was viciously attacked by a cat when I was a child. So, and I just, I just, I don't, I don't like them. <laughs> so I'm, I'm more of a dog person. Um, I just, I've had better experiences with dogs and I like that they're approachable. Like cats, I've always, like, I'm, I mean, I know there are friendly cats out there, but cats that I've dealt with are always just seem to be more like standoffish and they're kind of like, like they don't need you. Um, whereas dogs obviously need you. There's like a an interaction where cats can be, I mean, obviously like I said, not all cats, but they tend to more likely be indifferent to your presence. And I'm like, then that to me, that as a pet doesn't really do much for me. So I, I want to, if, if I would go through the trouble of having a pet, I would want it to feel like a roommate, not just this individual that just kind of ignores me and goes in and out of the rooms when it wants. Yeah, definitely. So what I'm hearing from you, Carla, is that, you know, cats with the fact that they have a lot of issues, like it, it, it's, well, related to like control, for instance, it's nice to be able to have something that allows you to really love it and that you can be more involved with. And also with the fact that experiences definitely play a role if, in whether you would like a cat versus whether you would like a dog. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Absolutely. So Clarity, do we want to drop ours as well? I guess we might as well. Sure. Why not? You want to go first? Um, I can nuance here. So I actually do really love both cats and dogs. Uh, myself, I am a self-professed cat lady. I have three of my own and um, I want more. <laughs> but, um, you know, my husband is like screaming in the background. But no, um, for me, when it comes to dogs, I prefer certain breeds of dogs. Like I prefer big breed dogs that are, um, that some may find to be almost more destructive or talkative or needy, such as Huskies or German Shepherds or um, Samoyeds, things like that. Those are the dogs that I'm in love with. I'm hoping that when I, you know, when my family gets more space, and a yard we can start getting our puppies but um yeah i'm I'm 100 percent a cat lady i grew up with cats you know i you know it, i 100 percent see cats being aloof because 
even no matter the breed they can be you know every cat is going to be independent and more aloof i have two siamese cats and not only are they extremely chatty they are also extremely affectionate and they demand attention so um i'm <laughs> it's difficult to be left alone with them so i actually see my find myself trying to get away from them a little bit more sometimes but i totally understand where carla's coming from because like my oldest best friend and her sister they are really afraid of cats i think one had a nightmare of like cats coming down the stairway and like pouncing on in her face and i was like oh that's really bad i totally understand and just you know some people are more afraid of cats which you know i'm you know that's totally understandable so that is my part of this so clarity what about you so I'm going to just keep tipping the scale here because I think we got a lot of, we have some people here who like dogs and cats alike, some who can't stand cats at all, and a few that really do like cats. I'm going to be, again, I am a huge cat lover, always have been, always will be. Um, I really appreciate their independence. Sometimes I do wish they would love me more. I have two kitty cats, um, one kitten um, and a a senior cat and they're both tabbies um but yeah other than that i'm not a big dog person just because i don't like their breath and i'm not crazy about their smell <laughs> so, that calls it for me that's real oh i i understand the doggy smell that's another reason why i prefer like huskies and whatnot because they oftentimes don't stink and i love that about them so <laughs> Unless somebody's come across a stinky husky, I never have personally. So, but so far, I hope so. Does anybody else want to jump in or is everybody ready to kind of keep moving forward? Let's do this. Guys, are you good to go? Absolutely. So I think everything stayed well. So now we're going to really start getting into the meat and potatoes of this I'm speaking in food terms most likely because I am hungry right now, but we're going to start off with our first question. So to our guest, do you believe speaking up to family and friends is necessary? And whoever wants uh, to speak up first. Mm-hmm. And who, which um, person is this again? Um, I think it depends on the circumstance. Um, I think uh, one thing that's good to bear in mind in terms of just kind of like communication one-on-one um, etiquette is uh, that um, the same set of communication rules does not apply in every circumstance. Um, so let's say if it's, if it's like a family gathering where you have people who have different opinions, maybe, and like, you know, a lot of us probably, I know I do have family members with mental health challenges. Um, there are all these factors that affect, you know, in terms of speaking up when someone says something that's just that you just don't agree with or, um, or whatever it is. So it depends on like what what it's about and um, and who it is. So it, it's it's important to just um, to bear in mind that that the answer will be different depending on the circumstance. If it's like at work or a family dinner or someone's invited you to debate or someone hogging a mic and misinforming people. So it's one of those kind of things where it's like, the answer's always going to be different. So that's my take. 
Totally. Thank you, Carla, for sharing that because that like really leads to the point that, you know, everybody's individual in their experience and, you know, how they react to certain like conversations and whatnot. And I would, I want to add to that. And I think it really depends on safety, you know, like whether or not you're experiencing, um, or if you have a safe relationship with a person and you feel comfortable discussing certain topics or if at the same time you feel like maybe things aren't going to be safe for you to share certain things um, and to protect yourself. This is Jasmine. Um, th um, I, I agree with everything that's been said. Uh, I've been through some circumstances though where um, I do believe that if it comes to yourself or in, in this case I, I can say if it comes to myself or someone else I really care about and I have a family a member or a friend that is attacking uh, myself or my my family member or friend and I've done everything I can to work out the situation with that other um, that other person whether it's um, swearing at them to trying to calmly talk to them and and try to work out a compromise or um, flat out saying, look, that's incorrect, that's, that's wrong, that's not what's going on here, or that's inappropriate. And um, it's gone to the point for me personally where I have actually disowned an aunt because um, we would be having a nice get-together, no problems, and she would start uh, bad-talking her sister, who is my mother, or she would be bad-talking me. And it would come from left field out of nowhere and it would change the whole mood and dynamic of the whole get together. And um, there's been a lot of other things that this aunt has done to me. Um, so I do think it's very important to, in, in certain circumstances where you need to speak up for yourself, um, it, don't be a doormat um, and the thing is, since I have disowned my aunt, um, I am mentally in a better place. And I know that now, now my aunt has actually moved and retired in the city where I live, which is terrible. But um, I just know that I can't go to family functions if she's there. And it, it's because I need peace of mind for myself. And individually, if you just look at yourself, and that's what I do, I'm, I'm trying to look at myself and know that I need to take care of myself before I can give myself to anybody else. Otherwise, I'm just, I'm not going to be a healthy enough person to be around. And this aunt, for example, does not give me that peace of mind, um, peace of self. And that's why I had to do that. So I think that is, it is important to uh, speak up to family or friends if, if you are being attacked or someone you love is being attacked and you've done everything you can, um, any options you can think of to make the situ situation work and nothing else has worked for, for a person to have a peace of mind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story as well with that. And so now that we have gotten that, anybody else want to speak up? Pixie? Mm-hmm. So not only, um, I, I agree with, I'm sorry, was it Carla? Yes? Yes. I'm terrible with things. I agree. Um, 
that it depends on the circumstances, depends on the scenario, it depends on the situation. However, I have noticed that um, I think I'm trying to figure out how to word this. There are certain topics and certain discussions that uh, are not only necessary to be discussed, but vital to be discussed. Um, we will notice as this year has been progressing that there are fundamental differences between how one person thinks versus another. And for some of us, it feels very, very black and white, very, very one way or another. Um, there's no gray area for certain subjects anymore. And that's just the way that things are changing. Um, so I think that there are, like I said, certain subjects that um, are a, a no-go for me. Like, this is something that you believe with all your heart, you really think that way, then I don't want to be within 10 feet. Like, so I think it's very important to speak up for those specific scenarios, especially, especially if you are not in an affected group for those scenarios. You have to open your mouth. That's it. I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely fine. Thank you again. And I think we have, um, if I'm mistaken, did everybody speak up or we still have one more person that would like to add something? Um, I mean, I, it, it's Amanda. I don't really necessarily have anything to add. I think, um, I think I do stand, um, closer to uh, like what Pixie uh, just said, as far as my own beliefs, you know, there are certain topics that definitely need to have conversations um, that are kind of non-starters. Um, and it, it, yeah, I do think that while, you know, time and place should in a sense be taken into consideration, I do think that these topics shouldn't be shied away from either, especially when it comes to family members. So, but that's just where I stand on it. Thank you, thank you. All right, so if we're ready, we're gonna move on to our next question. So this is clarity. Um, so when do you feel it's time to step back versus step off? So this means like taking a pause versus leaving the conversation. This is Jasmine, I'll, I'll go if that's okay. That's awesome. Go ahead. Okay. Um, if, if it's something that I'm really passionate about or it needs to be discussed, um, I, I've come to learn that stepping off can be good um, because sometimes the conversation does need to be talked about further. Uh, I, I, I usually try to avoid drama and things, but there are some topics that, that need to be talked about, and, and for those... Um, sometimes we need a break because there's actually another option that wasn't asked in this question, which is to keep going. And, but the thing is a lot of people will keep going and they don't realize that for clarity, we, we, some of us need to have a moment to, to take a break from the conversation or to regroup in order to, um, to have the, the bet, to be able to give the best response. That's my feelings on it. Yeah, thank you for sharing and thank you for adding that addition of continuing to go, you know, go on because I think that that definitely does play a role too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and too many people, too many people tend to do that. And I, I know that sometimes I used to do that myself 
and I would, because I'm trying to resolve a conflict, and but I, I've come to realize how important it is that sometimes you have to have a break from the conversation so that um, you're not so stressed up in the mind and you can, you know, say the right, say um, the more correct, have the more correct response in the end. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. This is, um, this is um, nuance here. I 100% agree with you. It is definitely a factor. No matter what you're trying to do, like you said, whether it is resolve, resolving a conflict, even in, you know, in different multiple scenarios, sometimes taking a break and stepping back is the best thing to do because like you mentioned, people may need a moment to gather their thoughts. Sometimes people need to sort through emotions that may have flared or come up, you know, while this discussion was happening. You know, sometimes it's good in a sense to let that negotiation table get a little cold <laughs> before you come back yeah. to try to resolve anything, which is perfectly valid in and of itself, you know. So I definitely think that is a very valid point to bring up about that. So, um, whoever's next, you are more than welcome to take the floor. Pixie? Mm-hmm. One thing that I did notice, um, it's under the same, uh, under the same question. You also have to, uh, think about whether or not this person is worth fighting for. And that may seem cold. Um, like I said, there are certain things that I say no goes, you know. Um, so you have to weigh the pros and cons and you have to really analyze your emotional labor because you have to protect your energy. We are doing, some of us are, this pandemic, man, we're all in quarantine, it sucks. We're all under high levels of stress and trauma. We're doing a bunch of other things, most of us, and it's exhausting. And so to have to, you know, come into a situation where you're met with dissent when you're already exhausted from fighting so hard it's just easier sometimes to just be like you know what no it's over i'm done i'm not going to waste the energy i'm not going to waste the time it's not worth it but again there are others who it is i'm in talks with someone right now because this is a family member that i have known my entire life and to find out that they are of an opinion that goes against my very existence is devastating. Um, I did try to address it with this person and was laughed, mocked, and ridiculed for both my age as well as my experience in life. So I had to ask myself if he was worth fighting for. I've known him a long time. I know how he is, and I know how he talks to women. So he was already on very thin ice. But he's still my family, and he is the first family member that I have hesitated on cutting out. Um, and I've cut other people for less. So you really have to um, sometimes, I agree, step off, just wait, walk away, go home, take some time to think it out. Because when you are in the heat of the moment, you are so focused on why they're saying what they're saying or why you think they're saying what they're saying. And it's just a roller coaster. So you've got to, sometimes you just got to give yourself time to think and like a long time. Thanks so much, Pixie. Um, yeah, it can be so 
painful and can feel very like rejection you know when you come up against areas that are, your values are so important to you but then another person's values completely like go against where you stand on a subject um, so that's very relatable and it's it's not an easy situation to be in so thank you for sharing anyone else would like to share you don't have to share if you don't want to but we just want to leave the floor for anyone that would like to say some say a few words i can say something go ahead hey, carla um i really like what everybody said especially um what uh, was it well, i think it was pixie uh said about assessing basically is it worth it to you know is this particular relationship worth the effort because as she made the point, there are times when it's not. And I think a lot of people are, they end up doing more harm to themselves and maybe even other people if they just, if it because, either because it's simply their own personal beliefs they formulated or maybe some like how they were raised is that you just don't, you know, so, you know, quote unquote, give up on people. Um, for some people, maybe it's a conditioning thing from their family. Uh, from their upbringing or um, or it's just a belief they themselves developed through their experience but some people you really do just need to let it go like I I'm, I'm quicker about that than some people and for me part of it is because I'm a, I'm a person who's always had trouble just uh, connecting I've always been more of an introvert and I really struggle with connecting with people and having close connections there's like my my, my inner orbit is fewer people and I think most people have. Um, I have really profound relationships with those people, but there are just fewer of them than most people are capable of maintaining in their innermost orbit. But um, uh, it, it's kind of like the whole beating a dead horse. Sometimes it's like, so like some people it's, you know, they, they need to kind of, I guess, throw it in sooner rather than continue to hurt themselves by dealing with a family member who is, uh, you know, some, something very critical about who they are, um, you know, something very essential of their being that that person rejects it, like say if it's, um, you know, like a social choice they've made or sexual orientation or whatever. Um, so, and then the other thing is I, I like um, what a few people said about, about stepping back, about like taking a breather, because sometimes we need to decompress on our own rather than keep up the momentum and ramping up uh, say an angry argument or sometimes you really do need to just say okay we need to just put this on pause for a while and then you feel different after whether it's a few minutes or a few hours or overnight or whatever you think okay and now that I've calmed down I can look at this from a different perspective and see that what's going on here I don't have to get that mad I don't have to see that person in such a negative light now that I've calmed down we can have a more um, we can have a more civil and productive conversation about it. So that's my two cents. Thank you so much. So we are going to need to move to the next question just for time's sake. So take it away, Nuance. Absolutely. So on to our next question. Do you feel disagreements are better handled with calling out or calling in? or up. This means public versus private messaging or calling as opposed to say calling somebody out. So whoever would like to take the floor, please do. This is Jasmine, I'll, I'll go. Um, so 
I, I want to, it kind of ties into what, what everyone else has been saying in the previous question about there, yeah, pick and choose who you're going to be, you know, doing this with. If it's a random person on social media, you know, it may not be the best thing. It's, it's extra, it can be extra drama um, for friends and family. Yes, um, it's still good to pick and choose, not everything, but it is more important to have conversations with people who are closer to you than random people who you may never talk to again. Um, with this question, um, I, um, based on my personal experience, it's better to have that private um, messaging uh, with or have that private discussion with the person that you're having the disagreement with um, or if it's somebody who's causing a problem it's better to talk directly to them and not in front of everybody um, especially if it's between you and them and um, for circumstances where it's it involves a group of people I still um, I still believe that it's best to talk to that individual first um, before bringing it to everybody. I actually was in a situation where um, I had um, someone was uh, a mutual friend was um, telling lies and being manipulative and stuff and I did the wrong thing at that time. I made a post on Facebook. I didn't use names or anything um, and I the only thing that I said was, you know, if you don't want to know or if you don't care what's going on, then you don't have to act like you do. Just let, let's move on. Don't, don't say that you care and then um, you're asking me things, but you're ignoring what I'm saying and then you're lying to other people about me. And anyway, that turned into everybody ended up siding with that person. Um, and that was a really horrible circumstance and the two things that I learned from that situation is it is better to talk to the individual first and figure out what's going on um, and if there's still a problem if the problem continues then it would be good to talk with the, with the group of friends or family um, but if um, if you have that friends or family that are going to side with someone else without even trying to figure out what's going on with your situation, if, if they're even, if they even want to be involved, but if they do want to be involved with, with the situation and they are involved with the situation, um, if they're only taking the other person's word or the other person's side and they don't bother to get both sides of it, they may not be the best friends. Uh, or, or family to be around, and, and that's what I've picked up in my experience. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Anybody else? Yeah, Amanda here. Um, so I think, uh, and this kind of ties back into um, the last question, you know, stepping back versus stepping off. I kind of like to go, you know, with the three strikes you're out rule, you know, when it comes to handling calling someone out versus calling them in. A lot of times my first option is, you know, to, you know, attempt to talk to someone, you know, personally, you know, one-on-one, -on -one. but eventually there is a limit where, you know, 
how much more should you take, you know, before you get a little bit more serious about it? You know, I think a lot of this kind of stems back to, um, you know, with social media especially. You know, you have people who maybe you haven't seen them in forever. You, you know, you haven't had more than a few conversations with them, but they always pick at these hot topics or they try to force themselves to have these conversations with you. And I think that eventually, you know, you do have to put a stop to it. And maybe it's not necessarily the nicest way to do it, but it is the way to get your point across. All right. Thank you for sharing as well. Um, anybody else before we begin to move on? Pixie? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think there's, um, I'm, I'm agreeing with everyone else. There are specific instances, specific people, specific examples, right? There are times when it's appropriate to say somebody, all right, I'm going to start getting specific with examples because dancing around things is not my style. Um, let's say somebody is online and I've seen this happen in person. They got uh, angry with someone else because they felt called out. So they started listing all of the activist things that they do. I messaged this person on the side and said, do not do that. Stop doing that. That looks really, really bad. And here are the reasons why. They got back on, realized what they were doing was not okay, apologized, right? Then there are scenarios where somebody is just acting an ass, just openly saying really, really stupid shit. Um, that is public call out for me. That is immediate. Like, if you're saying something on your Facebook or your TikTok, if you put something out into social media land and it is some ignorant, bigoted shit, I will absolutely call you out for that every single time. If you are doing something on an accident, like a legitimate accident where you just were ignorant of a situation and need to be given benefit of the doubt, I will absolutely go into your inbox and be like, hey, look, this isn't cool. But that also means we have, we have to understand we are not infallible. We have to understand that we also need to be accepting to those kinds of call outs. 120%, especially mm -hmm. to like the last part, because if we're going to have the, you know, the balls to call someone else out on their stuff and we don't have the humbleness to be able to accept it when someone else calls us out on our shit, then, you know, what does that really say about us? So I 100% agree with you on that. And I also feel like, um, by the way, before we continue to move forward, um, pertaining to this question, does anybody else have anything additional they want to say? Does anybody have anything they want to say at all? Because this is, you guys are really kind of touching on a lot of stuff we wanted to talk about anyway. So, you know, I just want to see if anybody else had anything to add. So this is Jasmine. I have a, a quick thing to add. Um, mm -hmm. I, I do, um, I, I understand exactly what, what you girls are saying about, um, you know, if, if someone is just being an ass online and, and saying things. Um, I, I guess it's more of a question, though. I mean, if, um, how, how do you know when the person is just maybe not, they have not thought things through versus when you call them out publicly? That, that's why 
that's why I'm, I personally realize it's better to, to talk to them privately because sometimes I don't know if they're if they're being sarcastic or an ass uh, or if they legit don't know. 100%. That's valid. Oh, I'm sorry, Clarity. Do you want to go? You know what? You go first and I'll follow. No, definitely. You know, that's that's an excellent question to ask about when do we know when to do the call out or the call up. I do, um, I do think in general it's best to, you know, I understand if it's if somebody's just doing something that is considered hateful, bigoted, or could even lead to violence in the future, that person, you know, there is an argument that that person should be. Um, just should be called out because it's so dangerous that it needs to be put a lid on therefore the call out it would like in a sense it's a means of intervention but i think we need to um another thing to also keep in turn is that i do believe that a lot more times than we are willing to sometimes even admit because sometimes we don't want to think a person is ignorant and that they don't know any better or maybe that's their only viewpoint but you know that very much so may be the case um something that was touched on in the last episode was um people had experiences where they um may have made a statement that may come off a certain way to somebody else and then they are outed publicly on social media and it ends up really harm being extremely harmful and hurtful and even traumatizing to the person because they really more so want to have a conversation rather than being shown in a certain light when things in a sense have not escalated to that point so you know like we said I think that a call out is something that you know a general rule of thumb I like to think about is will this lead to somebody being harmed will this lead to somebody being traumatized is this is this is what they're saying inherently violent because language itself can be utilized as a weapon of violence especially to vulnerable peoples so yes but so i hope that kind of gives more you know you know just gives a little bit of um to that of nuance in a sense for that for you jasmine i hope so and we also need to keep moving forward yeah no no thank you i just i thought that was an important question to ask because we really don't know if if someone it literally doesn't understand or if they're they're just you know, being a jerk about things. Absolutely. I think the general rule of thumb, and this is something we're going to talk about in this next question as mm-hmm. well. So the next question that we pose for everybody is, have you ever been called out in public, like in social media or doxed, and how did you feel? <laughs> Pixie. <laughs> so I got doxed, um, which is, one of the main reasons I'm like, yeah, anonymous, cool. Um, <laughs> so I came into a situation where um, my I was already known as a specific type of person. Um, so there are specific people who literally would love to um, take me out. Uh, so I had my public details read aloud on a public forum. That is freaking horrifying. It's horrifying. And when I think about how 
specific people dox other people. There are different ways to do it, but this one was you just you drive around and you're looking over your shoulder and you keep your front door locked at all times. Like it's unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, and from what I'm hearing, it also creates that like sense of paranoia and like safety for you as well, because it puts you in a situation where you're not sure like you know, what could happen to you at any given moment, and that's never a good feeling to have. Well, and I have children, so I'm well, like... <laughs> so that's really irresponsible for whoever did that to even do that, because in a sense, they are sticking to what they believe to be their agenda, and they're endangering not just you, but they're endangering, you know, children, and mm -hmm. it's collateral damage. Yeah. If yeah. it helps, I don't believe that the individual who did it did it on purpose. Um, it was a very specific set of circumstances. But the fact of the matter was it was on a live stream and then everyone had personal information that I really just wish they didn't have, you know. Absolutely. And regardless of, you know, whether they didn't mean to or not, they did it. And so that was still an unnecessary burden that you had to carry. So I'm sorry that you did have to experience that at that time. Thank you for sharing. Absolutely, thank you. So any, has anybody else had a public call out or been doxxed before and feel comfortable sharing? Of course, if you do not feel comfortable sharing, that is absolutely fine. This is Jasmine. Um, uh, luckily, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as the last situation. Um, I made a post to um, fellow collectors on um, how, how it, um, they can properly find out if a collectible is available in the store. And someone decided to attack me because I said um, a line in there um, saying that I, and I was trying to defend the employee by saying, I don't think this person was lying to me. I think they just came in on the afternoon shift and they didn't know that the item was there. Um, and they took that and they ran with it and they, they uh, accused me of calling all employees at that company um, uh, um, selfish and liars. And uh, it, it ended up getting the whole post removed. And, you know, I was upset because that wasn't the point of the post at all. And a lot of people backed me up and said, you know, that's a stretch to believe that's what Jasmine was saying. Um, and yet this person also, they reported it to the admins. The admins took the whole post down. And then this person comes back and uh, DMs me and says that basically that's what you get for uh, saying that about us employees. This person was a manager uh, at one of these stores. And um, I informed them that I used to work at one of these stores and her behavior um, <laughs> uh, was not uh, company code and um, that person freaked out and said, oh, please don't tell on me, and I, I didn't do anything. Um, I, I blocked her at that point. Um, I just, I was still, I'm still in shock that um, she didn't try to ask me questions and she tried calling me out. Um, and I, I feel like 
That's what we really need to do. I think that before we jump the gun, we can read something that we get really angry about, but I think that we should ask questions because, um, yeah, it could have been a worse situation for me. They could have tried to do something bad to me and put all my personal information out there. Um, luckily, they didn't, but um, when some people are trying to put things out there to help people and if other people are going to change the topic of what's being said and misconstrue it then um, a lot of people you know won't be helped or a lot of people won't be informed about something um, and I just I think that we've all got to ask questions and ask better questions before we go out and accuse people of doing things or we put people in an unpleasant spotlight. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, so we are going to move to the next question, just to, you know, consider the time. Um, so um, the next question is, do you have any advice to those who are debating these questions, such as, you know, some of the topics we touched on, like cutting family out, friends, speaking out, speaking up, calling out versus calling in. And let's hear from someone who hasn't um, spoken just recently, okay? Hello, this is Carla here. Hey, Carla, go ahead. Okay. Um, my thing is, like, my, I think uh, my situation is probably kind of unique here because I'm actually, like, I consider myself technologically old-fashioned. I don't even participate on social media. I haven't in like two and a half years. And um, I'm very, uh, I, I had mentioned earlier that I'm more introverted and I'm very non-confrontational. And I realize that, that there are positives and negatives of that. I mean, obviously I'm not one of those people who would say that everybody should be that way because, I don't know, not much would get done if everybody was non-confrontational. But, um, if somebody were to ask me directly um, for any kind of social media advice to help them navigate, you know, not falling into these kind of traps or or having people do horrible things like this to them online or in person, um, I would advise being very choosy. Like from some of what I've heard from friends um, who will get into arguments with or or rise to the, uh, the trolling bait or whatever, of people that they otherwise wouldn't talk to, um, people that, not, you know, not, not a matter of, you know, not talk to because they want to stay in an echo chamber, but, you know, like say, oh, I don't talk to people, that kind of belief, that's, that's not what I meant, but in terms of um, basically just, just like debating anybody in a really confrontational debate about whatever, just, just to make a point, and then it turns out that this person is kind of a, I, I, I don't know a term to use, like a snake or a predator or someone who wants to trap people into that. Um, I would say be choosy with who you engage. Um, I think sometimes people will kind of, like from my observation from what I've seen of other people when they discuss their challenges with communicating online, is they talk to too many people. Like me, when I was on social media, I tried to make it mirror my regular in-person life as much as possible. I would never try to have so many conversations with so many people in one week and expect it all to go without anybody doing anything really ridiculous or us just getting really mad at each other. So say if somebody is trying to interact with you, 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 you have the option of not having to interact with them. Maybe you could say something like, you know what, I, I've got a lot, you know, I, I'm, 
I'm doing a lot right now, so I really, I, I, I don't feel like I have enough of, uh, I don't know, enough, I don't know, conversational energy or whatever to have this discussion with you. Maybe we could talk about this some other time. Or if it's something you don't want to talk to at all, you could find a courteous way of saying, I, I get it, you want to talk, but I don't know who you are or I barely know you, so I would rather not have this conversation with you. And then maybe that could help protect people against having so many opportunities for other people to online bully them or dox them or whatever. So maybe a lot of it could be just overload. And that's, and that's just my thought. I, I welcome anybody else's opinions on that because like I said, I'm, I'm old fashioned and I don't do social media anymore. So I don't know if what I just said is helpful, um, but if, if it is, I, if it is I, I hope somebody that can help somebody and be more selective and like protecting themselves online. So that's all I got. Yeah, thanks so much, Carla. I think kind of what that boils down to is like the idea of boundaries, you know, like setting healthy boundaries for yourself and like, you know, depending on what is comfortable for you within a day or within a week of conversations, like you said, you know, I love the fact that you mentioned basically in a respectful way confronting people and letting them know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm not in the space to, you know, have this conversation. I don't know you that well or whatnot because I think it's important that we advocate for ourselves as well as advocating for others. Because we want to be in that right space to be able to be able to do those things. So thank you so much. That was a great point. Anybody else? We've got a few more minutes. Um, yeah, Amanda here. Um, as far as advice, um, as you know, as to those who are listening who, you know, who are going through these really hard conversations, especially with family members, it's, you know, these conversations are never easy. Um, they're, they're like, they're, you know, that's, I think the first expectation that you need to have with yourself is just realizing that in no matter, you know, what you do, you know, it's, it's, it may be received well, but you know, it's very likely that it's not. And keeping uh, keeping your your expectations, you know, at a realistic level too. I think that has always been very helpful when I I've, I've been trying to decide if I need to distance myself from someone. Um, and I and I guess again, it does come down to relationships as well. You know, what is this relationship that you have with this person? Is it worth saving, or is it worth is it not, you know, because that's, Pixie has said it before, it's, it's so energy draining, you know, do you want to keep having your energy just drained away by people who, you know, aren't respectful or, you know, just very combative, you know, have more self-worth, I guess, you know, is also what it kind of, kind of boils down to, too, you know, think more of yourself. Do you want to get yourself riled up over someone or just, you know, maybe it's just not worth it. That's, yeah, just keep things real. Thank you. That's definitely a great point as well to add to all of this. Um, do we have, we have, I think about room for one more comment. I'll, I'll go if, if that's okay. Uh, this is Jasmine. Mm -hmm. Sure. 
Okay, so um, I, um, I'm gonna speak primarily towards the questions that are about friends and family. Um, I, I've learned the hard way um, to, that it's better to, you've gotta do some things for yourself. I, um, I um, a quick example, um, I took a psychology class where I had to write my own eulogy. And one of the things that I wrote in my own eulogy was that um, I am a, a giving and selfless person. And the teacher came back to me and said, here are the problems with that. If you become a caring and selfless person, you will also be a doormat. You will never have things for yourself. And since that, based on life experiences, I've realized that um, you, I've got to speak up for myself more. I've got to stand my own ground. Um, doesn't mean that I have to speak up with words either though. Sometimes in order to have peace in my life, I have to let people who are troubled people go. Um, it, it, sometimes it's not worth having a bunch of friends. Sometimes it's worth having a few very close friends um, and, and family. If they can't treat me like family, then um, I've, I've got to part ways with them in order to have a peaceful life. So if there's anybody that's in that situation where they keep giving and giving until they have nothing left um, to people who can be narcissistic, um, or just some are just plain evil. Uh, take some time for yourself. Do some things for yourself. It, it it doesn't hurt to have a little bit for yourself. Just find that balance. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's really important because at the end of the day, we also matter too. We can't take care of others if our cup isn't full ourselves. Um, exactly. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to thank everybody, you know, for um, this evening. We're actually going to, you know, close out at this time. Um, but thank you so much to all our participants who took the time to come and come and meet and share their opinions this evening. Mm -hmm. um, we hope that everyone can, you know, more confidently communicate different perspectives with more respect from here on out. Um, we know that this is not definitive or exhaustive, the conversations we've had this evening. However, it's a learning opportunity for all of us. Um, and it's little steps like these that can lead to permanent change. So thank you, everyone. Thank you all. We really appreciate thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank yes, you all. And we hope you all have a wonderful evening, that it is restful, that you are taking care of yourself, and that you be well. Okay. Bye. Bye.